today I'm going to read The Golden Touch. This um, is a retelling by Nathaniel Hawthorne, and he wrote a book for children called The Wonder Book. Once upon a time, there lived a rich king whose name was Midas. He was fonder of gold than anything else in the world. But he dearly also loved his little daughter who played so merrily around the palace. The more Midas loved his daughter, the more he wished he could be rich for her sake. This foolish man thought that the best thing he could do for his child was to leave her the biggest pile of glittering gold. So he gave himself up to dreams of gold. When his little daughter ran to him with their hands full of buttercups and dandelions, he used to say, Ah, child, if only these flowers had been made of real gold, they would have been worth gathering. He had been fond of gathering once, but now, if he looked at roses at all, it was only to calculate how much the garden would be worth if each petal were a thin plate of gold. At length, he could hardly bear to see or touch anything that was not made of gold. He made it a custom, therefore, to spend a large part of each day in the dreary basement dungeon with his bags of gold coin, bars of gold, vases and statues all of gold. Sometimes he would carry a box full of gold dust from the dark corner where it lay, and he would look at the shiny heap by the light that came from a tiny window. To Midas's greedy eyes, there never seemed to be half enough. He was quite discontent. How happy I would be, he said one day, if only the whole world were made of gold, and if it belonged to me. Just then, a shadow fell over his gold. Midas looked up with a start to see a young man with a cheerful rosy face standing in the narrow strip of sunlight that came through the window. Midas was sure he had carefully locked the door before he opened his treasures. So he knew his visitor must be other than mortal to get into the room. This stranger seemed so friendly and pleasant that Midas felt he must surely have come to do him a favor. You are a rich man, friend Midas, said the visitor. I doubt if any other room in this whole world has as much gold in it as this. I've done fairly well, said Midas in his discontented voice, but I wish it were much more. No one lifetime is long enough, though. If I could only live for a thousand years, then I might become really rich. What? gasped the stranger. What would satisfy you? Midas looked at his visitor for a moment and then said, I am tired of having to take so much trouble to get money. I wish everything I touched might turn to gold. The stranger smiled, and his smile seemed to fill the room with a flood of sunshine. The golden touch, he exclaimed. But are you quite sure, Midas, that this would make you happy? Quite sure, said Midas. I would ask nothing more to make me perfectly happy. But be it as you wish, then, said the stranger. From tomorrow at sunshine, you shall have your desire. Everything you touch will be changed to gold. The figure of the stranger grew brighter and brighter, so Midas had to close his eyes. When he opened them, he saw only one yellow sunbeam in the room, and all around him the glittering precious gold that he had spent his life in hoarding up. Midas could scarcely sleep that night. 
How he longed for dawn. As soon as the night began to fade, he reached out eagerly and touched a chair by his bed. When he saw that nothing happened, he he nearly cried. The chair remained just as it was. The stranger had failed him, thought Midas. Or had the whole thing been a dream? His spirit sank. But just then, the sun rose. Its first rays fell on the brocaded cover of his bed, which gleamed in the golden rays. Midas sat up and looked more closely. To his delight, he saw that the bed covers on which his hands rested had become a cloth of the purest and brightest gold. The golden touch had come to Midas with the first sunbeam. Midas leaped from in a frenzy of joy and ran about touching everything. He caught hold of the bedpost. Instantly, it became a golden pillar. He pulled aside the window curtain, and the tassel that he pulled it by became a heavy mass of gold. He picked up a book from the table, and at first touch it became a bundle of golden pages with nothing to read on them. His clothes became magnificent robes of gold cloth. Midas had to admit that these golden things were somewhat heavy. Nevertheless, he was delighted with his good fortune. He took his spectacles from his pocket and put them on so that he might see more distinctly what he was about. To his surprise, he could not see through the spectacles at all. The clear glass had turned to gold, and though they were of great uh, worth a great deal of money, they were useless as spectacles. Midas found this inconvenient, but surely he thought the golden touch was worth the sacrifice of a pair of spectacles. His spirits rose as he went down the palace stairs and saw the railing become a bar of shining gold as he rested his hand on it. The garden was lovely. In the old days, Midas had been fond of flowers and spared no effort in getting rare trees and plants to make his garden even more beautiful. But since he had become so fond of gold, he had lost all pleasure in his garden. He did not even see how lovely it was this morning. He was thinking only of the wonderful gift the stranger had granted him, and he was sure he could make the garden of far more value than it had been. So he went from bush to bush, touching the flowers, and the beautiful colors faded from them, and the petals became stiff, glittering flakes of gold. Gold glistening so bright in the sunlight that Midas had to shade his eyes from the glare of them. However, he was quite satisfied with the morning's work and went back to the palace feeling happy and with an appetite for a a breakfast. Just then he heard his little daughter sobbing as if her heart would break. Look, father, she said as she came running towards him holding out one of the golden roses. All the beautiful blossoms that smelled so sweet are spoiled. They've grown stiff and yellow and ugly, and they have no fragrance at all. What can be the matter, she cried bitterly. Midas was ashamed to confess that he had caused her unhappiness, so he said, Oh, my dear, don't cry about it. Sit down and eat your bread and milk. They sat down at the table. The king was very hungry and poured himself a cup of coffee, but the moment he lifted the cup to his lips, the coffee turned turned to molten gold and then hardened into a solid lump. Oh, 
Dear me, exclaimed the king, rather surprised. What's the matter, father, asked his little daughter. And nothing, child, nothing, Midas answered. Eat your bread and milk. Then he looked at the nice little fish on his plate and gently touched its tail with his finger. It immediately changed into gold. He took one of his smoking hot cakes and had scarcely broken it when the white flour turned into gold crumbs that gleamed like grains of hard sea sand. I do not see how I am going to get any breakfast, he exclaimed peevishly. He looked at envy at his little daughter, who had dried her tears and was eating her bread and milk eagerly. I wonder whether it will be the same at dinner, he thought. And if so, how am I going to live if all my food is turned to gold? Midas began to grow anxious and think about many things he had never thought of before. Here was the richest breakfast that could be set before a king, and yet was nothing he could eat. The poorest laborer sitting down to a crust of bread and cup of water was far better off than the king Midas, whose delicate food was really worth its weight in gold. He began to wonder whether, after all, gold was only the only good thing in the world. Yet the glitter of the yellow metal so fascinated him that he would still have refused to give up the golden touch just for some breakfast. So he was, but he was so hungry that he could not help groaning. His little daughter had noticed that her father ate nothing. At first she sat still gazing at him and trying to find out what it was that troubled him. Then she got down from her chair and ran with outstretched arms to her father. Midas bent down and kissed her as he did so. He suddenly knew that his child's love was a thousand times more precious than all the gold he had gained since the stranger had visited. My precious, precious little girl, he cried. But there was no answer. Alas, what had he done? The moment his lips had touched the girl's forehead, her sweet rosy face, so full of love and happiness, hardened and became a glittering yellow. Her beautiful brown curls hung like golden wires around her head, and her soft, tender little figure grew stiff in his arms. It had always been a favorite saying of Midas that his little girl was worth her weight in gold. Midas began to wring his hands. He wished he were the poorest man in the world if the loss of all his wealth could bring back the flush of life and color to his dear child's face. In his grief and despair, he suddenly saw the stranger standing near the door. Well, Midas, said the stranger, pray how are you enjoying your new power? Midas shook his head. I am very miserable, he replied. Very miserable, are you, exclaimed the stranger. How does this happen? Gold is not everything, answered Midas, and I have lost all that my heart really cared for. Ah, so you have made some discoveries since yesterday. Tell me truly, which of these things do you really think is more worth? A cup of clear water and a crust of bread? Or the power of turning everything you touch into gold? Your own little girl alive and loving? Or a statue of solid gold your child has now become? Oh, my little daughter, my dear child, sobbed Midas, wringing his hands. 
I would not have given that small dimple in her chin for the power of changing this whole big earth into gold. And I would give all I own for my own cup of cold water and crust of bread. Hmm, you are wiser than you were, King Midas, said the stranger. Tell me now, do you really wish to get rid of your fatal gift? Oh, yes, exclaimed Midas. It is hateful to me. Go then, said the stranger, and plunge into the river that flows at the bottom of your garden. Take a pitcher of that same water and sprinkle it over anything you wish to change back again from gold to its former substance. King Midas bowed low. When he had lifted his head, the stranger was gone. Midas lost no time in snatching up the big earthen pitcher. Immediately it turned to gold. Then he ran towards the river and plunged in without waiting even to take off his royal shoes. How delightful, he said, as he came out with his hair dripping. Then he dipped the pitcher into the water. How happy he was to see it change from gold into the same earthen pitcher it had been a few minutes ago. Now he also began to feel a change within himself. A cold, heavy weight seemed to have lifted from his heart. He felt light and happy and human once more. Maybe his heart had been changing into gold too and had now softened again and become gentle. Midas saw a violet growing by the river bank and he touched it and was overjoyed to find that the delicate flower kept its purple hue instead of turning into solid gold. He hurried back to the palace with his pitcher of water. The first thing he did was to sprinkle it by handfuls over the stiff golden figure of his daughter. At once the rosy color came back to her cheeks and she began to sneeze and cough. And how amazed the little girl was to find herself dripping wet and her father throwing water over her. You see, she did not know she had been a golden statue, for she could not remember anything from the moment when she ran with outstretched arms to comfort her poor father. The king led his little girl into the garden where he sprinkled all the rest of the water over the rose bushes and the grass and the trees. In a moment they were blooming as freshly as ever and the air was filled with the scent of flowers. There were only two things left which kept on reminding King Midas of the stranger's fatal gift. One was that then, from then on, the sands at the bottom of the river always sparkled like gold. The other was that his daughter's curls were no longer brown. They had a golden tinge that had not been there before, and the king had received before the king had received the fatal gift of the golden touch. And his kiss had changed the precious curls into gold. These two things served to remind King Midas, as long as he lived, that nothing could be worse than the curse of gold. The End